3: All right, Carver, High. It's a PCL for Lamar, and it looks like, at the very least, he's not playing against the Steelers. And that's all that matters to me. That game's in Pittsburgh. Huntley against that defense. I like Pittsburgh's chances with touchdown Kenny in charge.
4: Uh, I'm with you. They'll be at the place that the Steelers play this Sunday, a rivalry unlike any other, the Ravens and the Steelers. Jackson, sprained PCL, usually Scotty. All the doctors uh, say that that's usually a one- to three-week injury. Uh, Maybe on Friday we'll see what Dr. Chivago has to say about it. But uh, here is John Harbaugh yesterday. He doubts uh, that Lamar will be out there at the place the Steelers play.
2: He's been through the MRIs, and uh, I would say it's kind of week to week. You know, it's going to be a weekly thing. So uh, as the week goes on, we'll see for this week. It's probably less likely for this week, but it's not impossible. Um, And then after that, it'll become more and more likely.
3: Look, it's simple. If he's out three weeks, the Bengals will win the division.
4: I agree with you. Uh, Steelers now minus two and a half is where we're sitting. Another, I mean, how many 37s are they going to throw at me this week? Another total of 37. Are you kidding me? The Steelers and the Ravens, minus 2.5. I'm with you. I like the Steelers on Sunday.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, that number scares me a little bit, the, the 2.5. Uh, I got around that number on, on Sunday, and it didn't do, do me any favors. Uh, that is now a new number of pain, Three and, a half, two and a half. I'm going to throw it in there, yes. 7.5. <laughs> you throw in that 2.5 there, that's a problem. But, look, uh, yep. uh, I think the Steelers are playing really good football at the right time. Pickett's playing great. Their defense playing great. They're relatively healthy. Uh, they've won uh, three of four, two in a row, uh, and they won those in Indy and in Atlanta. Now they're home. They, they definitely play better in Pittsburgh. So let's see what happens. I think it's going to be a great game. I wish I was going.
4: Uh, another note on the Steelers, that win over the Falcons on Sunday, they became the first team. Since the NFL merger, to win 500 games, uh, Steeler football, uh, Scotty, that is what it is all about in the city of Pittsburgh. The Vikings are 10 and two. They are atop the NFC North. Uh, they are right behind the Eagles for the one seed, but they are going to Detroit this week, and they are dogs uh scotty dogs to the five and seven lions before we look at that line let's hear from dan campbell who with them winning four out of five is starting to notice people in the city of detroit actually like him again scotty here's dan
2: I, yeah i mean i don't know yes and no i mean i'll go places and and you know people are or uh nobody's you know mf'd me to my face or anything yet but <laughs> but people have been nice uh you know which i get some of that um huge. which is awesome but I also know, um, look, no
3: I don't read everything,
2: but I told you, I get, I get head up with things. And so I know at one point I was going to get fired, you know, and now I'm not. And so I know how all this works. And the reality is, man, we're five and seven. We got five to go here. And uh, man, this is a big five game stretch for us. And, I, and we're getting better. And that's all that's really all it is right now, you know.
3: it's uh, it's more than that they're favored over the vikings in detroit now look i think the vikings are clearly a better football team than the lions but the lions are playing as well as the vikings are right now i thought the vikings looked terrible against the jets blowing the big lead laying down thinking they had it in the bag and they should have lost they should have lost the jets were moving down the field to win the game and they got a pick at the goal line, and that's what ended it. Meanwhile, the Lions were just kicking the Jaguars' ass, and they have looked good for four or five weeks. So I think they're going to uh, have a shot in this game without a doubt. I don't deny the Vikings are a better team, but I think the uh, Lions might be hotter playing better football right now going into this game. We welcome our radio affiliates. Sirius, SportsMath, Sports Byline. we love you.
4: Not only are they favored, Scotty, it's moving to them. It was one and a half yesterday. It's two and a half today. Lions minus to another two and a half for you to chew on uh between now and Sunday. Oh, you love nice. those two and a halves uh when they stick them to you. If I'm the Vikings, all right, and I'm Kevin O'Connell and I'm that team, this has to be some sort of this week. You're in that locker room preparing for this game. I know they don't like to look at the point spread or anything like that. That's got to be a little bit of motivation for those guys this week. They think that we're dogs to this team, this five and seven team in our division. You gotta, you gotta use it as some kind of motivation, right? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I think so. For sure, I think so as well. Uh, the Carolina Panthers released Baker Mayfield yesterday, uh, as you know, Scotty. I believe that that was supposed to be by four o'clock today, so we may find out uh, any moment now uh, where Baker is going to go. I believe uh, that Steve Wilkes is probably a little long, Scotty, so I'm going to wait until after the break before I bring up Steve Wilkes. But I will tell you as we await uh, that Baker Mayfield decision that I saw today that several teams are going to be in the mix uh, to claim him, including the Rams with Sean McVay and a bunch of teams. So apparently Baker is wanted, Scotty, around the league.
3: I absolutely uh, see no reason whatsoever for the Rams to go get him. Now, if they go get him, have at it. The deal is this. The Rams.
4: Baker to the Rams, officially. Well, there you go, Baker
3: he went game. to the Rams and the Rams still are going nowhere. They're not going to the postseason. This is just a waste of time. That's what that is.
0: producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the gulf of mexico it's and not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide
5: at bp.com investing in america ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts
3: All right, Carver High, uh, let's get into this Wilkes thing now. And we do know that uh, Baker Mayfield ended up with the Rams. Uh,
4: yeah, let me just clean up all of that information for you. Uh, so May- Mayfield goes to the Rams where uh, apparently John Walford, the guy that started for them this week, uh, is dealing with a neck injury. So they are short on quarterbacks. It also says here from Adam Schefter that uh, they believe in his talent. Uh, they need a quarterback with Walford's neck. And if he signs elsewhere this offseason, the Rams could get a compensatory draft pick back for him. And here's the part that's the absolute kicker. It says here, Mayfield is expected to fly to L.A. by tonight and could play Thursday night against the Raiders. So think about this. Now let's run to the window with the Raiders right now. So the Baker Mayfield, they're going to get him off the street from Carolina and then play him, start him 48 hours later. Uh, in a Thursday night game uh, against the Vegas Raiders. I don't see it, Scotty. I don't see it. I just don't. I can't believe that. Well, you know, more
3: so that, well, I, I'm not a fan, I, and I think that uh, he's gone just rapidly backwards in his career to the point where, I mean, you know, he looks like he did in high school, basically. Uh, he's been so awful. And so uh, the Raiders are hot. The Raiders are winning. The Raiders are a problem right now. And I think the Raiders will beat him.
4: Yeah, Raiders minus six right now. I expect that to maybe even go a little bit higher if uh, they start a guy who's only going to have, what, uh, 36 hours to learn their system uh, and play him on Thursday night. That's pretty crazy. Here is Wilkes on the Panthers getting rid of Baker. They want to go with Sam Darnold. They have a game in Seattle this Sunday. Until the Bucks won last night, they were still alive in the South. Here's Wilkes.
6: And I'm sure you guys have heard, um, you know, Baker – uh has been you know released um you know we had a conversation uh today uh, i talked to the guys about you know sam uh would be the starter this week against seattle and uh pj would be the backup and uh, baker has been nothing but a uh professional since he's been oh, here professional a complete pro. been a professional uh, tremendous complete respect pro. for him um, uh, as in i had a conversation a uh i talked about you know my decision Uh, At the time, uh, to go to Cleveland uh, was all based off uh, him and their offense and having an opportunity to be, you know, with a productive team that I felt could move the ball. Uh, And, you know, this is a, you know, a tough business. uh, And sitting in this seat, you know, it's a tough decision on my part, but uh, it was something that I felt like uh, was the best move for the team moving forward.
3: I have to tell you, I think their franchise is completely anemic. Yes. I mean, completely, utterly, and, and without question, anemic. I, that guy, and, and they're going to give him that job? Oh, good luck. I mean, it's only going to get worse. Uh, it's only going to get worse. I, they are the bottom feeders. I don't care what anybody says. You don't like me? Good.
4: They are uh, getting three and a half points in Seattle on Sunday against the Seahawks. Big game They're going to get killed. They got to win that game going into that big Thursday night game against the Niners. Uh, so oh, I believe me. like Seattle. Yeah, yeah believe me. Like they're going to win the game all right. Yeah. Believe me. I
3: mean, they're going to win that game by 13 to 20 points.
4: Uh, I hope so. I'm going to be on the Seahawks. Next, let's go to Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski. Of course, Deshaun Watson made his debut on Sunday. Uh, the reviews were not very positive. He wasn't very good. Uh, Stefanski thinks that that will start to change as they continue to move forward. Again, you know, I, I just think – It's always getting back to the basics, uh, specifically for Deshaun. Yes, there's a long layoff, so there's certain things that will only come with more game reps and more practice, uh, and I expect that to happen.
3: Did you see um, enough when you went back and you watched the film today? uh, Did you see plenty there that you feel that you can build on and be able to put together
6: a good game plan for Deshaun so that he can go into Cincinnati and be
0: competitive against a team playing at such a high level right now?
4: Yes, Mary Kay, without a doubt. And, again, it's it's a team game. Uh, I understand, you know, on offense we, we have to play better than we played yesterday, uh, and I expect us to. And in terms of putting together a plan, I really believe that's what you have to do every week. you got to look at, you know, who you're facing, what gives them problems, and, and put together a game plan where you can have some success.
3: If he plays like he did in Houston, uh, the Bengals will roll them like a
4: spleef. Um, for whatever reason, Scotty, and remember these two teams played that primetime game, the Monday night game on Halloween in Cleveland. Uh, one of those games this year that we all scratched our head the next morning going is the NFL. They play. own him. Um, the, the Bengals are six-point favorites. This is a team, Joe Burrow, since he's come in, he hasn't beaten the Browns. Think about that. He's 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and he's 0-4 against the cleveland browns it's bizarre it's weird and they're six point favorites against cleveland on sunday at home are you taking the six <laughs> i think i might i think i am gonna take. because the he, he's jinxed because <laughs> if i feel like six like it's a number these the way these two teams play each other like i could see the bengals maybe winning on a last second field i don't know it's a weird game and it's a weird number and i'm gonna Probably take the six points uh, with the Browns on Sunday in Cincinnati against the Bengals, but they are a play- little letdown maybe too after beating the Chiefs. Never know, maybe just a little you might bit be of letdown. Right. Uh, let's go to a couple of teams uh, not gonna be playing this week. We'll start with the Packers. They're going on the bye. Here's Matt Lafleur. Here's all the stuff from yesterday. Of course, we want Aaron Rodgers back, even though we now have a quarterback who we drafted four years ago that's never gonna yeah. play. Here's Lafleur. Can you say that if Aaron Rodgers wants to play football next year that you want him to be your quarterback? So- yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, oh, absolutely.
3: So, um, but, you know, you guys know how I feel. Like I have a hard time looking past the L.A. Rams right now. So, um, and, and obviously this week is going to be great to, to kind of dig into ourselves and, and look at
4: look at the film critically. Um, in every phase and and try to challenge our guys um, in different areas that we can improve.
3: But then the focus will turn to the LA Rams. So um, that's where my mind is right now. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aaron Rodgers unequivocally controls the franchise from all angles, every single phase of the football Operation is run by Aaron Rodgers. There is no head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is the head coach. Aaron Rodgers is the GM. He's the team president. He's the owner. Uh, he's literally the head of the fan club. He, he is everything. They are so afraid of doing anything to ruffle his feathers that it's so painfully obvious to me. Like that guy, LaFleur, scared to death to say anything other than. Uh, oh, he's just the greatest thing ever. We can't get enough of him. We want him here for another five years. I mean, give me a break. They're scared to death of him.
4: They are scared to death of him. He runs the team. I saw Gutenkoos running around this morning saying the same thing. Well, we're going to sit down and talk with Aaron in the off season and see what his plans are and see what he wants to do in the future. And he runs the team. Uh, that's basically what it comes down to, uh, bottom line. They get Whatever. off. Uh, they'll heal Uh, I'm gonna pass on Arthur the Falcons are headed to the bye he kind of sounds like he might finally make a switch uh, and take Mariota out and go to Ritter but I don't believe him I think he'll go with Mariota one more week the Cowboys and the OBJ stuff I heard Jerry this morning maybe we'll play it tomorrow on Coast to Coast they have concerns about his knee after the physical they worry he might not be able to play in mid-January that should be everybody's worry. Why does why does this guy or anybody else think that he's going to sign today and like play this week? He's not. He's he's not playing anytime soon. I don't know why these teams can't figure it out.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of bored with the whole thing. I don't care where he goes and wh- what he does yep. and everything else. And you know the Bills Jeez. and the and, and the Rams and the, and the Cowboys and everything else. He's I, not I helping just don't. Anyone. It showed him last night at the Mavericks game. I don't care about any of that. I needed actually the Suns last night was what I was worried about.
4: Uh, That is all you're worried about. Uh, We will come back. We have the lion's share today. I'm going to give you, Scotty, the lines for some of the biggest bowl games. We did not get to do it yesterday. Some of the biggest matchups for bowl season.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Know your prey. This is a whole new jungle. This is... The Lion's Share. Brought to you by BetMGM.
3: So you can get a risk-free wager up to $1,000 on BetMGM if you just use the bonus code coast to coast How can you top that? I don't think you can, so just roll with it. Get uh, BetMGM and use the bonus code coast to coast for a $1,000 risk-free play. All right, uh, Carver High, Lion's Share time. Uh, I know you got all the... Uh, big bowl games lined up for me here.
4: I do. Usually on Tuesdays in the lion's share, we look ahead to that week's games. Of course, the regular season is over in college football. We do have Army-Navy on Saturday, uh, Scotty. I did forget that. The uh, annual Army-Navy game in Philadelphia uh, coming up this week. Uh, the robust total of 33 uh, in that game. <laughs> Between Army and Navy, minus one and a half for Navy. Uh, we could discuss that one. Later in the week, but I wanted to give you the big bowl matchups. We went over the semis yesterday with the college football playoff. Let's start Rose Bowl, the quote-unquote granddaddy of them all. We have Utah and Penn State, which is going to be the matchup. Utah, minus two and a half. Now, a thing to remember in all of these games right now, Scotty, because it's starting to get wild and crazy, is who's actually going to play for these teams. Kids are going in the transfer portal every other minute. Uh, so teams could look significantly different by the time we get there.
3: Well, there's no doubt about that. And uh, there's also, you know, obviously, uh, I think more so transfers than uh, than there are actual NFL draft choices, right? So, uh, you know, you got guys that aren't going to go like Njigba. He's not going to go because he's going to the NFL draft. And then you got guys that are going to transfer, I think there's more of those than there are guys that are actually going to get drafted in the NFL. Look, I can't worry about all of that. I really can't. I'm looking at a pure football game right here. Uh, I told you yesterday, I'm going to stick with it. I still like Penn State to handle their business against Utah in uh, the Rose Bowl. Look, I think they played some of the best football that I've seen since they played that horrible game in Ann Arbor when they were – up 17, 16 at the half and never scored again. Since that point, I think they played terrific football. I think they can give Utah all they can handle. I I think Utah's season was predicated on two big wins over USC. And then against everybody else, they were average.
4: Also on January 2nd, we have the Cotton Bowl Classic Jerry's World in Dallas. Tulane, who of course gets the Group of Five uh, bid after winning the American, they will face USC USC minus two and a half right now. Uh, expected Caleb Williams. Not sure. Most likely not going to play uh, after that injury against Utah the other night. I can't believe
3: that that line is two and a half. I mean, you got to yeah. be kidding me. So apparently, uh, does that mean he's not going to play in that game? Is is that what that's uh, about? Is is he because he's I injured? The, hammy, whatever.
4: Yeah. But I think the line. is
3: he can make it to New York for the Heisman but he can't play in the football game a, a month later. Look, I'll tell you what. Uh, I still I don't care who plays. They could have a, a a cat play quarterback. Uh the the house kitten could play quarterback and they're going to beat Tulane. I mean, they're going to run over Tulane like they're not even there. I think Tulane had a great season and I think they play candy ass teams.
4: I'm with you. Uh if it's going to stay that low, uh I'm going to take USC no matter who. Is going to be playing quarterback that day for them in Jerry's world. Uh, New Year's Eve. This is kind of like the precursor to the two semifinal games. You're going to have Alabama and Kansas State Sugar Bowl. Crimson Tide minus four against the Wildcats, who of course won the Big 12 title against TCU minus four for Saban and the crew.
3: Christ, I got to get on these lines right now. I- I'm gonna, I- I'm gonna bet them tonight. I mean. Alabama will destroy Kansas State. I mean, they'll destroy them. Uh, in fact, I think they'll beat them by 40.
4: <laughs> it's very – I think they're going to beat them as well. Uh, if Alabama has all their guys and they don't have guys opting out left, right, and center, uh, I th- and even if they do, uh, their second-string guys and third-string guys uh, are Fourth probably better string. than most of the guys at Kansas State. Orange Bowl, December 30th, night game, 8 o'clock, Miami, Clemson, and Tennessee. Of course, no Hendon Hooker for Tennessee, as we know. Uh, Clemson comes in minus six and a half, the favorites in this one. Well, look,
3: uh, I guess Klubnik will be the quarterback because DJ's leaving. So I think that it actually, in my view, opens the door for Tennessee to beat him. I know everyone loves the kid, uh, and they think that he's the future. That's great. Well, the future's now. Tennessee top to bottom is better this year than Clemson top to bottom. any way you slice it. If they can figure out who's going to play quarterback, which is a problem without a doubt, but I think it's a problem that they can deal with. It's the same problem. Clemson's dealing with, uh, they, they're, they they do not know who to start in any week. So you're going to go with the kid and you're going to go against some backup for Tennessee. Tennessee's team is absolutely loaded at every position. And I thought they were a very exciting football team. I think Tennessee can beat Clemson.
4: Next, let's go to the Gator Bowl. We have the Irish, the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame against South Carolina, who had two massive wins uh, to finish off the season against Tennessee and against Clemson. Irish, Scotty, they are the favorites. Minus three and a half right now, Gator Bowl in Jacksonville.
3: Yeah, I don't see Notre Dame losing to South Carolina in anything except maybe women's hoops.
4: Uh, It is – look, you know how I felt about this Notre Dame team this year in some of these spots. and Maybe I'm looking too much at how South Carolina won those two games to finish off their season, Uh, but we'll back the Irish uh, in this spot. Next, uh, a game that's usually pretty crazy. Lots of points every single year. Alamo Bowl down there in Texas. Washington and the Longhorns. Texas minus five and a half. 67 and a half, the big total. That's where I'm going up, up, up.
3: Listen, I won't deny that. I think Texas is a better football team and more exciting than Washington. But Washington has the better quarterback. Any way you slice it, I think Michael Penix is the deal. I think he'll throw for 375 yards and two touchdowns in that game. And he still will probably lose. He's gonna have a big game. But it comes down to, will he cover to five and a half? Right now, I'm going to lean no. I'm going to say Texas.
4: North Carolina, a really bad finish to their season. Three brutal losses. Georgia Tech, NC State, Clemson in the ACC title game. So now they got to go to the Holiday Bowl to face Oregon, who also had a tough finish to their season. That lost to the Beavers. Oregon minus 10 and a half out on the West Coast at the Holiday Bowl.
3: Well, that number's crazy, but I'll say this. North Carolina's season ended four weeks ago. I mean, they literally have laid an egg like no other. They have gone off the deep end like no other team in college football. I mean, they haven't won since, like, before Thanksgiving. I mean, literally. And I'm, not, I'm talking about a month before Thanksgiving. I mean, they have lost every single game they've come in contact with. <laughs> I mean, Georgia Tech beat them. They lost everybody. Clemson he beat their ass. They're going to lose this game too. Oregon's going to kick their ass.
4: I'm with you. I think Oregon's absolutely going to throttle them in that game. Next, we always love the scene. The rolling hills of El Paso. The Sun Bowl, Scotty. Uh, Uh, Pittsburgh and UCLA will be the matchup. The Bruins minus seven. Pitt heading to the Sun Bowl this year. With no
3: quarterback, Slovis is transferring, <laughs> UCLA is going to butter them up like a turkey. I mean, they're going to kill them. They're going to kill Pitt.
4: <laughs> Next, uh, Oklahoma and Florida State, two programs, of course, that are brand names. Oklahoma sucked this year. They were 6-6. Six and six. Florida State actually finished the year really strong. This is the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando. The Seminoles minus 8. Almost a home game for them, Scotty. And it is.
3: And Travis is kind of back to the Knolls. The Knolls are going to beat Oklahoma.
4: I put this game on here because I think this is a sneaky, under-the-radar, really good game for bowl season. And it's like the first day, December 16th, 3 o'clock kick at the Cure Bowl. You have the champions of Conference USA, our roadrunners from UTSA, taking on the champions of... From the Sun Belt, Troy, who beat Coastal on Saturday. Really fun game. Troy, one and a half point favorites.
3: I have no idea yet who to bet on in that game. That's how close that game is. They're both really good. They're tough teams. Uh, I got to flip a coin, I guess. I have no no idea who's going to win that.
4: I love the clash of styles. UTSA, lots of offense, fast-paced. Troy's got a great defense. They've slowed teams down all year. Going to be a lot of fun. Troy's unbelievable what they've
3: done, Mike, in in sports. Uh, Like last night, they go to San Diego State and they lose by five. I mean, they're in everything, football and basketball now. Troy has made a name for themselves. Same as Liberty.
4: Uh, Fresno State wins the Mountain West. I was very proud of Fresno. I had them on Saturday against Boise Scotties. Ever since Hayner's come back, they've been excellent. They have Washington State in the L.A. Bowl. Another small spread, one and a half for the Bulldogs.
3: I think they'll beat Washington State. Uh, Fresno State's been on fire for about 10 weeks, so uh, they're playing great football. They went to Boise, and they just strapped the Broncos to a table and poured fire on them.
4: They did. Uh, I love Fresno in that game. A couple of other ones. I know we didn't have this earlier. Purdue and LSU uh, are going to be playing in that Citrus citrus Bowl, Scotty. That is LSU right now, uh, minus 8. Uh, is where they have put that one They'll in. destroy and of Purdue. We, we always love the uh, the pinstripe ball outside at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Minnesota and Syracuse this year. Uh, offense. Leave the offense at the door, I guess. I'd Minnesota rather be booked Syracuse.
3: into Rikers Island <laughs> than go to that game. <laughs>
4: <Honestly>. <laughs> there you go. The lion's share brought to you by MGM College Bowl Season.
3: Wow, uh, the Heisman party that no one cares about is Saturday again here in New York City. I remember uh, a time uh, many years ago, many years ago, when it mattered. Many. Like, I, it, literally, there's nothing that is more, uh, honestly, like, I hate to say it because it's sad to say it, but it's just a waste of time.
4: It really is like- It is. I don't know one person on the
3: face of the earth that cares about this thing anymore. Nobody- And I don't know one person that watches that, that stupid anymore. thing either.
4: um It is. It- nowhere near what it used to mean i remember as a kid Scotty, you had a heisman mattered like early 90s it mattered it mattered who won the heisman it was the biggest thing in college football now uh, i mean it, it don't matter uh the finalists that they're gonna have there is caleb williams max duggan cj stroud and stetson bennett from georgia now me and you sat here for weeks and weeks talking about Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. I don't care if he's hurt. I don't care if he can't go to New York. I don't care if he, whatever. He should have been named as a finalist, whether he can get to New York or not uh, with his injury. It doesn't matter. That guy was one of the three or four best players in college football this year. He was the favorite for the damn award in early November uh, before they lost that game to South Carolina. And Stetson Bennett, God bless him. He won a national championship with Georgia last year. He's not even a reason that Georgia is in the playoff again or that they're under fear number one. It once again shows what this award's become and here's the other problem Scott it's because you have six hundred people voting for the Heisman every year it's more than that and more than half of them they don't even watch college football they get their little they they were they were college football they did something with college football 20 years ago and they're still allowed to vote because they never you know move people out they just add people and you know, they don't watch. And they go, oh, who's number one? Oh, yeah, okay, this guy plays. For- These teams are in the playoff. All right, who's his quarterback? All right, I'll vote for them. That's what it's become now. It's not the best player in college football anymore.
1: Well,
3: first of all, I think, uh, you know, I know they don't uh, include it, right? This is about the regular season. So the you're telling me that the Pac-12 championship isn't part of the regular season? That's the title game. You play the whole season to play the title game, to, to win your conference, right? And so... You know, Duggan and Caleb Williams went out and lost uh, their title games, and I think in dramatic fashion. I thought on, you know, over the weekend when USC got clubbed by Utah that they lost the Pac-12 championship, and I said on in-game live he lost the Heisman Trophy on top of it because he was so bad in the game. I'm not voting for some dude that in the biggest game of his life he melts down like an ice cream cone. I'm sorry. I don't care what he did against Cal and Stanford, these teams that suck. You know, when it mattered most, he played two games that mattered, and he lost both of them to the same effing team. Are you going to give him the Heisman Trophy? Okay, I'll take the kid Duggan over what I saw him do in that loss to Kansas State. If if you're going to hand out Heismans to the losers, let's give one to the kid that Ran, I mean, every single time he touched the ball, it was 20, 30, 40, 50 yards, a touchdown or two against Kansas State. Then they decide not to give him the ball when it's third and fourth down. Nice job, Sonny, with your play calling. Uh, the guy they brought you to the comeback to win the game, you don't give him the ball and leave it in his hands. I thought his season was unbelievable. They won every single regular season game. They lost the the Big 12 title game. Now they're playing in the college football playoff. Because he's such a badass. And uh, Stetson is the other one. Who's, who's, the, who's the fourth one? Uh, the Stroud. I, the only C. thing I'll give Stroud is the 37 touchdown passes. Because when he had the biggest game of his life, which was a regular season game, the biggest game in, in you know a year, without a doubt, for Ohio State was Michigan in Columbus, in your stadium, at the shoe in front of 100,000. And the egg that that guy laid that day, I said on In Game Live, that cost him the Heisman Trophy. You cannot play Michigan that badly and then go win the Heisman Trophy. How is that possible? I, I mean, and I'm not giving it. it to Stetson, bet it for anything. Stetson, Cologne, whatever. I mean, that's why this, it's hard. It's, it's a joke. It, the whole thing's a joke.
4: It needs to get back to being the best player in college football. I think it's been tied into winning. It's been tied into winning too much. And you look at who's won over the last 15 years, 20 years, 98% of the time, it's got to be the team that's number one. And it's got to be the team that's going to win the net. It doesn't have to be that. It has to be who's the best player in college football. I almost want to take the record and say, I don't even care what his wins and losses were that year. Who was the best guy where you watched him play and you went, that guy's the best player in college football this year. And who that's did you like, think that was, like, Hooker? I, I think Hooker was one of the two, yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought that Williams was very good aside from those two Utah games. I thought that Williams, and Duggan as well. I would have went Williams, Duggan, and Hooker as the three guys, and Stroud too. Hooker should be there, and even Coram from Michigan I'd put there before Stetson Bennett. Uh, uh, Coram from Michigan Listen, had a great year before he got hurt. I'm
3: sorry, the, the, the USC season... Every team they played, now, it's not their fault that the Pac-12 sucks, okay? Right. It's not his fault pretty good that, that there's so many bad teams. But he racked up 4,000 yards and 37 touchdowns because they played terrible teams. He played one good team twice, and he lost to them both times. They lost them both. I mean, lost them both. what does that tell you? Like, the one team he played twice, he couldn't beat them. And in the title game, he lost to them. Not only did he lose, he had his teeth kicked in. I'm sorry, and they're going to give it to him. And you know what I'm going to say? There's a the guy that won the Heisman Trophy that didn't deserve it.
4: Yeah, we well, have said that a lot uh, in recent history, that's for sure. Uh, Deion Sanders is going to be joining the Pac-12, Scotty, as the head coach at Colorado. Uh, here he is at the introductory press conference. There's been a lot of people over the last 48 hours, Scotty, uh, who have been all over Dion. Uh, basically calling him a sellout for leaving Jackson State and the SWAC. Uh, here is Dion uh, to answer those claims.
6: The thing that alarms me the most is just because I'm leaving Jackson, they think that I'm leaving African-American. I am leaving african Americans. i do not know if you notice or not, but I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I can never leave who I am or what I am or how I am or how I go about being that. So it is still my task to look in that locker room and see 65 to 70 percent of African-American men trying to help them get to the next level as well as all the others. My calling is for young men, young women, and people of all walks of life, all social climates and all ethnicities. That's my calling. My calling is not built on a location. It's built on a destination. Now that was good. You're supposed to clap for that. All right, that was good. You give me some of my good stuff. We just, we just getting started. I already went in the bag, baby.
3: Let's go. Your boy, Prime. Look, uh, I think he's right. But look, they, they spend so much time now trying to sell us uh, on TV. Every year, they have the entire, I mean, they have weeks of, of specials about the historically black colleges and universities, how important it is for everyone to follow these schools. And I just wanna let you know that no one follows them at all ever, and no one cares at all ever about what they're doing, and that's a fact. And he just walked out on him, but I would've walked out on him too for the money that they gave him in Colorado. This is as usual for me about Prime, it's about money. He's always been about money. He's always been about me, me, I, look at me. And that's what he's done always. In fact, I think it was the same thing when he went to Jackson, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing down here. And I brought my son. I have the best uh, quarterback in the country playing here now. And then the minute he got a big time job offer, he went for it. And you would have too. Who wouldn't take the money when it's afforded them? Same conversation with Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, If someone offers you $210 million to do something, you're gonna do it. This has no weight or bearing on what they're doing at, at the historically black colleges and universities. They're fantastic in what they do. They have great uh, schools, great athletic uh, departments, and you know competitive teams. That's great. That's fantastic. I have never once in my life seen anyone care about those games. If they cared about them so much, how come they're not on national television? And they spend a week every year trying to sell it to us on ESPN. Stop. No one cares. You know it's true, Mike. No one cares at all. They just try to convince us that we should care. And that's just all there is to it.
4: Uh, precisely you mentioned earlier for ohio state jackson smith and jigba won't play in the playoff game he's getting ready for the nfl draft among the six thousand kids that went into the transfer portal uh, that included west virginia quarterback jt daniels he's gonna be working on his fourth team Uh, he's already played for usc georgia and west virginia uh he's gonna now look for his fourth team uh, how can that
3: be uh, how can that be allowed How can you just transfer wherever the F you want now and play for 15 colleges? That is beyond reproach to me. There should be a limit. Uh, I think you should be allowed to transfer a maximum of twice. How in God's name does that make any sense at all that he can go play at four Division I football programs in four years? That's insanity. That makes no sense to me at all. It shouldn't be allowed. Now, Now, listen, they allow student athletes now to make money with NIL deals and now you make a commitment to a school to go play there and you can leave every year to go somewhere else? That's bullshack is what that is. It, I can I can hear Bob Knight right now saying it to me like, who made that stupid ass idea up to a bunch of bullshack? Shut that down and get out of here. The,
4: the thing is they, they had a rule which was awful, which was that the kid had to sit out an entire year before they could transfer to a school. That rule was awful. That was stupid. But, Then they went to this, and it was like, where's the middle ground? You went from one extreme all the way to the other. Like, I I, I think you have it perfectly. The NCAA, which they never do anything right, they need to sit down and they need to say, we can't just let these kids just leave. I mean, Slovis is the same thing. He played at USC last year, spent one year at Pitt, and now he's going uh, into the portal as well. Find out a way to go, all right, listen, guys, we want you guys to have the ability to transfer if you'd like to. We, we got to give you once every two years or something like that, or twice all together. There's got to be a limit to how much you can move around and change teams. It's What's wrong with
3: twice in your career you could leave? That's more than once. Right. I, I You know, when right. you commit to a yeah. school, let's say you commit to go to University of Michigan. You go there. I, look at Joe Burrow. He went to Ohio State, right? And he transferred to LSU. That should be allowed. I, I think he should be allowed to do it once twice is being so fruitful for everyone. It's like, all right, we're gonna let you screw somebody twice. Not once, but twice. Now you can do it four times? You gotta be kidding me. And and listen, I've said this to you before a thousand times, and I know you don't wanna hear it. I don't know, I I do not believe for one minute, I never have for one minute, that anyone goes to class ever. No one goes, education, some education. No one is getting an education at all in division one football and basketball. Someone else is taking your classes for you and someone's passing those tests and writing those uh, midterm and those papers. You have to turn in your thesis and all this other. I don't know one player that ever took one of them or went to one class, not one. I don't believe for one minute they get an education. Now they've been telling us they're student athletes, their education. That's all they ever talk about the NCAA. Uh, Remember, I don't know how many presidents I've gone through. Emmert, Bland, uh, you know, it never ends. But class? Who goes to effing class. class when you can transfer four times and play the G one Club? You gotta be effing kidding me. I mean, come
4: on. And and here's and here's the best part. Uh, Daniel sucks. Like here's the be- he's gonna play for as many colleges as Ryan Fitzpatrick played for NFL teams. I mean, it's just getting So, And he might have two years of eligibility left. He's fighting to get a second year of eligibility because of his redshirt year. How about this? How about my kids going to go to Indiana?
3: How about I don't have to pay for it? I just don't feel like it.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: It's time for today in Carver High history. It certainly is. Uh, we'll start in 1955 today. Honus Wagner, more known for a baseball card than being an eight time National League batting champion. Passed away at 81. 61, Ernie Davis of Syracuse, first African-American player to win the Heisman. 75, Archie Griffin wins the second of back-to-back Heisman's only player to win it twice. 86, Vinny Testaverde won the Heisman. 92, Jerry Rice, NFL career leader in touchdown receptions, 101. 92, Giants signed Barry Bonds to baseball's highest contract. Remember this one, Scotty, in 92. Six years million. What would he get today uh, if he was signing uh, in today's dollars uh, when he went to San Francisco back in 1992? 66. Pete Rosell passed away from brain cancer. About 2,000, Scotty. We got a Kobe cut for you today. Antoine Jameson and Kobe Bryant each score 51. Only third time ever in an NBA game that opposing players scored over 50 in a game. Here we go. As Paul Amler said once, who are those guys? Jameson's guys!
3: It firing and
4: hitting again. Yeah, Kobe Bryant has
3: 51. I just can't believe, uh, I, I can never accept that Kobe's gone.
4: I know, it's tough. 2003, Army becomes the first team in major college history to go 0-13. 2008, number two, Florida beat number one, Alabama, in the SEC title game. 2009, Drew Brees goes for 419. Saints beat the Colts. 2009, Brett Favre set an NFL record in his 283rd consecutive game. This day in 2017, the Yankees officially introduced Aaron Boone as their manager. What a disaster. And in 2018, <laughs> Derrick Henry Ran for 238 and four tutties against the Jags, including a 99 yarder. That was a Thursday night football game. My man went off that day.
3: I don't think anyone should have been allowed to tie Tony Dorsett in anything.
4: Uh, you're right about that. Uh, that <laughs> is very <laughs> true.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022